Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. First, in Israel, they are closing in at the headquarters of Hamas in Gaza City. This is a big, big development. And this, as as they are encircling the main urban center in Gaza. And the headquarters of Hamas, guess what? Of course, it's underneath a hospital. And another main location is also under a hospital. And we're going to be taking your calls on that tonight. We are going to also be talking a lot about the new polls and also President Trump. Boy, did things get heated in court today. Also, more protests taking place around the country. There was just a big one that took place in New York tonight. And it was between 86 and 72nd Street in Central Park West, uh, we're told that it had a couple thousand people, mostly peaceful, although it was an anti-Israeli protest. And that sounds like a lot of people. But then you think about what happened over the weekend. And in Washington, D.C., it was like a 100,000 people that showed up. So where do you see all of this going, all of these protests There are now also big donors to a lot of these universities that are saying, you know what? No more. We will only donate a dollar to our alma mater if our alma mater is not going to clean up its act. And for that reason, there may be some changes at some of these schools, but a lot of the other schools are just kind of allowing it to happen. There was also an attack on a Jewish individual in Los Angeles where someone was killed after somebody said, hey, are you Jewish? And it happened. This is the fourth one that has happened this year in L.A. alone. So this is a really scary, dangerous time. And that's why emotions are running high. Comments are running high. And you could just tell that right now things are just a tinderbox. And I don't see things getting any better in the short term. I mean, people are just so divided. They're calling Joe Biden, who has been one of the biggest appeasers ever, along with President Barack Obama, to Iran. They're calling him Genocide Joe. I mean, you can't make it up. This is the guy who has been giving so much to Iran, giving them in terms of not just money. Remember, he was planning to unfreeze the $6 billion. How about Obama, who gave the pallets of cash? And now Obama is also coming out. And this, I think, is really terrible. Coming out over the weekend, 
saying that it's really everybody's responsibility. Nobody has clean hands in the case of Israel and Hamas. Well, guess what? Israel was being peaceful. The people were there at a kibbutz with families and children and women. So I think the side that came in and attacked them and raped them and beheaded them, I would say that they're maybe not the peaceful side. Who are these people that seem to say, well, we have to look at all sides of the fight? Is there all sides when one side comes in and kills the other? I don't think so. To me, there are one side. There's good versus evil. 1-800-848-9222. And I want to play a little bit of Barack Obama over the weekend. Um, this is interesting because he makes it sound like it's everybody's fault. This is cut 25. And Barack Obama came out and said, nobody has clean hands in this fight. I think we have cut 25. Here's cut 25. You can't speak the truth. You can pretend to speak the truth. You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your moral innocence, but that won't solve the problem. And so if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean, that all of us are complicit to some degree, All of us are complicit. This moral equivalency comment coming from the Biden administration, going back to the Obama administration, it's that attitude that basically got us in this situation. It's this appeasement. It's this, oh, well, we have something to blame and something to feel guilty for. It's like all the reparations talks and all these other things that, well, you know what, you have to take care of this. You have to do that. You know, how is that drawing a clear line between good and evil at a time when there were one people that were sitting there peaceful, allowing the others to coexist and thinking that there were actually strides made and suddenly their women and children got slaughtered and 240 of them were taken hostage? I mean, this is insane. How can the former president of the United States, because his voice matters a lot, people hear him. They listen to it. They play that over and over again, not only at the protest, but they play it over and over again in the Arab streets where the emotions are running high. There were like a million people almost that showed up in Turkey a couple days ago protesting against Israel. And you know that, oh, listen to what Barack Obama said. Even the president of the United States said, I mean, to me, this is so dangerous. It's this appeasement talk that we're all to blame for this situation. Guess what? I think the women and children that were sitting peacefully in their homes and were suddenly taken captive or killed, slaughtered, raped, beheaded, I, I don't think it's their fault. And, and I think it's shameful that the president, the former president of the United States, doesn't have the guts to stand up to Israel. That, to me, this attitude is shameful. He missed a moment, I think, as the first black president of the country where he could have cracked down and really helped and bridge relations, racial relations in this country. There was a moment there. I thought, boy, if we have an African-American president, 
He can really do some amazing things for all people and lift African-Americans up. And yet, if you look at the numbers, President Trump did a better job in terms of African-American unemployment. The numbers were lower under President Trump. They rose in terms of more opportunities. So here we have the former president of the United States throwing his two cents in, and it's destructive. So here's a little bit more of former President Barack Obama saying again, it's everybody's fault. What happened when Hamas went in and slaughtered Israel? Basically, it's Israel's fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. And Hamas maybe has some small role. Listen to this. If there's any chance of us to act constructively to do something, it will require an admission of complexity and maintaining what on the surface may seem contradictory ideas, that, that what Hamas did was horrific and there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the, the occupation and what's happening to Palestinians is, is unbearable. And what is also true is that there is a history of the Jewish people that may be dismissed unless your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your uncle or your aunt tell you stories about the madness of anti-Semitism. And what is true is that There are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did. So what Hamas did was not obviously acceptable, but the occupation is unbearable. So everybody's to blame and let's just forgive and forget and move on. That to me is shame from from the president of the United States throwing Israel under the bus. And also, can you imagine if somebody said after 9-11, you know what? And by the way, some people did, remember? I think some members of the squad were like, yeah, we brought it upon ourselves. Uh, That's always a nice thing to say after 9-11. And guess what? Forgive and forget. Don't worry about payback. Don't do anything to Osama bin Laden. Just let him live happily and merrily and let's just move on. That to me is just, I think it's a really pathetic, horrible Thing to say, especially at a time like this. 1 800 848 9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Line three. Dom, your thoughts about this. Rita, did you ever think that we would see the day when the chant Allahu Akbar was uttered right in front of the White House, was waving Palestinian flags, and the police and the Secret Service are just bystanders? So can we now call Barack Hussein Obama an insurrectionist because Hamas supporters stormed the White House fence and defaced statues and painted the White House wall red or the you know outer walls red? That that's the question of the day I have. That's a great question. By by the way, Dom, Dom, before you go forward, you brought up also another interesting point because I didn't see any arrests from that protest over the weekend. It's like That's it's right. like they're afraid to arrest people that are defacing the White House. Can you imagine if the shoe were on the other foot 
if it was, you know, if it was, uh, you know, a group, uh, I don't know, a group that uh, Biden doesn't seem to agree with because he seems to agree with everybody on this one. And he seems to be very sympathetic to Iran. And he seems to keep talking about, oh, well, what can we do? This moral equivalency like we just heard from Barack Obama. So Biden is kind of living part two of it. But you're right. He didn't even arrest anybody. Yeah. And I think he just I was just thinking the same thing you were when I wanted to say, would I be able to stand next to the White House fence and shout impeach Biden while wrapped in the Israeli flag or even in old glory and not get hauled away by the Secret Service? Do you do you remember? Do you have you saw the movie Air Force One, didn't you? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Remember in which the, in when James Marshall, the president, says, Catherine, if you give a mouse a cookie and she says he's going to want a glass of milk, that's what's happening right now. Absolutely. that That's exactly. He is he is allowing it to fester. He is not scolding them. And by the way, he's not even scolding Rashida Tlaib <clears throat> in his own party, yeah. Dom. I mean, that's yeah. just despicable. You've got a member of Congress in his own party and he's not even holding her to account so you think he's going to be able to handle Iran? I mean, it's a joke. And, and that saddens me as an American. Doesn't it sadden you, Dom? Yes, he does not. He does not go against Rashida Tlaib because she is going to be our next president of the United States. Oh, my God. Oh, God. The they're going. <laughs> Dom. Oh, my God. You're about to give us all heart attacks, Dom. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. Dom, thank you very much. I always love your great comments. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. I got to get over that heart attack from Dom saying uh, President Rashida Tlaib. Yikes. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you just heard Dom saying that, wow, it might be President Rashida Tlaib at some point. Boy, are we in trouble if that's the case, if any of the squad members makes it to the Oval Office. But Rashida Tlaib clearly is a threat to Joe Biden, and he's worried. I mean, we just talked about the fact there were all these protesters outside of the White House. They didn't get arrested. They defaced the wall. They put red paint all over the side of the White House by this wall, this gate that is protecting the White House. But yet they were allowed to kind of get out there and do their thing. And you don't hear the president scolding these people. And you don't even hear him scolding Rashida Tlaib, who over the weekend made some more, you know, even stronger salvos, basically calling him Genocide Joe, saying that he is responsible for the genocide of Gaza. I mean, this is his own party. This woman is completely out of control. Not that Joe Biden has, I think, done anything to help the situation. I think his wobbling and waffling all over the place has been a disaster. And him calling now for a pause when Israel's saying, no way, uh, we're right at the gates right now of the Hamas headquarters. And you're telling us to do a humanitarian pause. That only helps Hamas. But yet... At least some members of Congress are trying to do something to keep Rashida Tlaib in line. I mean, think of the verbiage that she's doing. This is an American member of Congress, 
And she sure doesn't sound like she's protecting American interests. Here's what Congressman Rich McCormick, here's his suggestion. Of the resolution is as follows. H.R. 845, censoring Representative Rashida Tlaib for promoting false narratives regarding the October 7, 2023 Hamas attack on Israel and calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. And Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene also chimed in. Whereas members of Congress who denounce the United States while praising terrorist organizations are unfit to hold office, now therefore be it resolved that Representative Rashida Tlaib be censured. And yet Bernie Sanders, when he was asked over the weekend with CNN's Dana Bash, He made it sound like it was a trick question. Take a listen. I also understand and I know you know that words matter. And I want to ask about what she said. Look, words matter. But what matters more, Dana, is you have a horrible humanitarian disaster that has to be dealt with right now. You call it whatever you want to call it. It has to be dealt with. Women and children cannot be bombed with 2,000 pound bombs. And we need the entire world. So when world she says to, from the to river to the sea, when she says from the river to the sea, which the ADL says is anti-Semitic, she says it's aspirational, but the ADL says it is anti-Semitic. Do you want her to stop using terms like that? Well, and others and like, others. Oh, oh, you know, it's not what I want and anything else. This is what you got. President Obama just said the other day, I think, quite correctly, and we all got to deal with it. This is an enormously complex issue. And slogans like the river to the sea, if, if that means the destruction of Israel, that's not going to work. People who are saying Israel right or wrong, we're for you all the way, that's not going to work. This is a horrendously complex issue. You've got a right-wing government in Israel. And the people, by the way, the good news is, last poll I saw, only 18% of the people of Israel want Netanyahu to stay in office. I hope they get rid of him. I hope they put in a government which understands the severity of the crisis and can help us move to the two-tier state. Senator, and on the other hand, in terms of Hamas, you've got a terrorist organization that cannot be trusted for a minute. This is, as President Obama said, a very complex issue. That, to me, is despicable. Here he is saying it's a right-wing government. Like what, that had something to do with the reason that they were slaughtered and attacked women, children? These people are in Looneyville. We're going to take your calls when we come back, everybody, 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take you to some of the sights and sounds from the protests in New York and D.C. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Rita Cosby is on. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, this story coming 
from Lakeland, Florida. And in our Back the Blue segment, we always honor our great men and women in law enforcement. In this case, a suspected case of road rage took an unexpected turn when the victim proved to be a cool-headed state trooper. The trooper was off-duty. He was with his family. He was in Lakeland, Florida, which is about 35 miles northeast of Tampa, and caught in slow-moving traffic. A driver in a red Chevy pickup became agitated and began focusing his his attention on a male driver. Unbeknownst to him, he was a state trooper. As the traffic cleared, the suspect drove alongside the trooper's vehicle, speeding up, slowing down, yelling, and using hand gestures. The trooper ignored the suspect. However, the suspect slowed again and displayed a compact-style firearm suddenly. How scary is that? Eventually pointing the weapon at the trooper. The trooper reported the encounter to Florida Highway Patrol, and a search was launched. Investigators say the vehicle was eventually found at the 32-year-old driver's home about 11 miles east of Lakeland. And the uh, guy who was arrested uh, didn't know that it was a trooper, of all things, and was stunned to find out it was a trooper that he pointed a gun at in a scene of road rage. So needless to say, he was arrested, and the trooper and others that came to the scene located five different firearms, not just the one that he pointed at the trooper, but others. Uh, The guy is charged with three counts each of unlawful display of a weapon and aggravated assault with a weapon. Wow, what a wild story, and how scary and dangerous uh, just driving on the highway, it sounds, can be. That is really Really frightening. And bravo to the great work of this state trooper who stayed calm and cool when the guy pointed a gun at him and his family and another vehicle was able to identify the guy, have him located, and then was there for part of the bust to see the guy, thankfully, arrested and taken off the streets. Just shows that every day, whether they're on duty or off duty, you never know what they will encounter in law enforcement. Well, protests are getting heated on both sides of the aisle. Tonight, there was one, though, in New York, and this was a pro-Israel rally. Uh, this one took place on Central Park West, and a very peaceful, it was a Unite Behind Israel rally. And here's just a little bit of some sights and sounds from the rally that took place just a few hours ago, Central Park West, uh, between 86 and West 72nd Street. Take a listen. I think people have a right how they feel. I'm not worried that it will create any hardship. Remember their memories. They don't don't go away in vain. We need to be able to come together as a Jewish community and not be afraid. Well, one thing they should be afraid of is the White House seems to be caving left and right. Over the weekend, we kept hearing them say, maybe there should be some sort of a pause. They were very public about it. In fact, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who was over in the Mideast, And he met with all these foreign ministers from Jordan and Qatar and Egypt and everywhere else. And they were talking about they wanted a full-blown ceasefire. He said, well, we don't necessarily agree on a ceasefire, but we would agree to a pause for humanitarian reasons. Israel is saying, no way. We are making headway. As I just said, they are literally right there at the gates, it seems, of the Hamas headquarters. They're in a pivotal position. 
They're in the urban center. They've gotten through the northern port of Gaza. So right now they want to keep that momentum up. They had already waited a long time before they even went in. Remember, they were doing obviously a lot of missiles and a lot of rockets. But now they're actually in part of the ground incursion. And this is not the time to hold back now that they are so close to getting to the main infrastructure of Hamas. 300 miles long of tunnels, linear miles. That's what they say. Uh, that's the distance basically between Boston and Philly. That's an enormous amount of distance. But that's what they believe, the sort of spider web of tunnels that is underneath some main hospitals and children's centers and others that Hamas sets up. This is the way they do it there. So here is John Kirby, of course, one of the White House spokespeople, talking about some of the things that they're exploring with Israel as they seem to be trying to dictate the terms. Take a listen. It certainly did come up. It was absolutely one of the top things that the president wanted to talk to Prime Minister Netanyahu about. This is something we believe needs to be explored, needs to be considered. And we're not just talking about one that there's probably value in multiple tactical pauses, discrete time, discrete geography for discrete purposes. Uh, and we still want we still want to pursue that. And we believe that this is a conversation that we have had in recent days with the Israelis. And we continue to uh, we know we're going to continue to have those conversations going forward. We're at the beginning of this conversation. We don't think we're at the end. Yeah, they're just getting started and pushing for the pause. And then they said there could be a whole bunch of different pauses. Uh, it sounds like they're playing verbiage. And Israel's saying, you know what, unless you free all the hostages and unless you stop shelling us, when you do that, then we can maybe talk about a pause. Other than that, there's nothing to pause about. And I agree with Israel. You can't give in to terrorists. They're just going to buy more time. It's going to hurt Israel in their attempt to eliminate Hamas. Obviously, they don't want to have civilian deaths. Obviously, they want to try to get the hostages home. So it's a very delicate balancing act. But this is a mess. But this is par for the course with this administration, the way they have handled this from the beginning. Listen to what the director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, had to say earlier today. From the U.S. perspective, any threats at this point have been viewed as idle threats. Clearly, the Biden administration's um Uh, has not provided any credible uh, deterrence. Uh, The U.S. responses uh, with attacks on unmanned facilities in Syria has only escalated the attacks by Iran-backed militias. So it's not having the impact that they want. And and now that you, you know, really what you see is Secretary Blinken and CIA Director Burns, you know, they're spending time in the Middle East trying to build coalition or support for for a for a situation that the Biden administration's policies contributed to in the first place. And I think that's a that's a real challenge as they try and thread the needle uh, between, you know, supporting Israel's right to defend itself versus, you know, Arab countries uh, across the board, some of whom are allies calling for a ceasefire. And they've they've really put themselves in a boxed canyon uh, that, uh, you know, that they haven't provided a good way to get out of. They're in a box, and Israel is being put in a box by this administration. And then you've got Obama saying, well, you know, everybody's basically, there's no clean hands here. How does that help Israel when so much of the Arab world is already against them? U.S. is saying they're with them, but then you've got the former president of the United States, who is a lot more popular than the current president, 
You've got Obama, I'm sure, has much higher approval ratings than Biden does. And we're going to get to some new polls shortly because there's some new polls that really look bad for President Biden now in the swing states and also on a national level. So how does that help this crisis when Israel is dealing with a propaganda war? They're dealing with the physical war. They're trying to root out Hamas, not just for themselves, but I contend for the rest of the world. Because guess what? If Hamas wins over Israel... The rest of the world's also in trouble, too. I mean, this isn't just for Israel. This is to get rid of terrorists who also say death to America. So there's so many layers to this. And yet we have a president who speaks out of both sides. We have the former president who's saying, you know, there has there's a there's a not a good guy and a bad guy here. They're both basically uh, dirty hands. That to me is so dangerous and so ignorant of the former president. But it fits, because that's the guy who put in the pallets of cash in the middle of the night that came in. Remember that one? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line three. BJ, your thoughts about all this. This is a mess. And boy, does this make it tougher. Also, I would think for Israel, in the middle of this fight, this makes it so hard. Let's go to Jim. Jim, your thoughts. Oh, hi, Rita. Uh, we are really in a disgusting time as the hard left takes over America. And there are people in America, unfortunately, now we're seeing it, who support terrorism. They support elderly people being murdered and little babies being murdered and all the innocent being murdered. And uh, they don't even blink an eye to it. They actually support terrorists. And that's the reason and that's the outcome of supporting open borders in America. You invite every enemy of America inside America. I'll give you an example. Uh, Hezbollah was responsible for murdering 241 Marines 40 years ago in Lebanon. Hezbollah operates inside the United States. There was a group of people who were associated with Hezbollah who were running a, a cigarette consortium between Michigan and North Carolina. What is Hezbollah doing operating in America years after they murdered our Marines because of open borders. Every enemy, people have to realize that, have their people in here. Unless we do away with the 65 Immigration Act and illegal immigration with deportations, this will continue forever. And I, and I don't accept it. It's just like crime inside America. They're letting the criminals out. They're inviting the criminals in into America, and they're just doing this to, to rip the heart and soul out of America. And the hard left, when they take control of the federal government, people say they love legal immigration. Well, you're going to have 20, 30 million legal immigrants coming in only from the third world. And that will be uh, America will never be the same and you will never be able to revisit the immigration policy that destroyed this country. Now, you just brought a great point, Jim, because you can't undo it. Once these people are in this country and allowed to be here, you don't know how many sleeper cells have already come into this country and are just sort of waiting for the right moment to do an attack. And I'm sadly, I think it's going to happen. John Katsimatidis and I have talked about it on Katz and Cosby. And, you know, there are so many times where you sit there and you go, wait a minute, um, X amount are coming from Lebanon, X amount are coming from Syria, X amount from Iraq. The numbers are exponential. And those that are on the terrorist watch list, they have had a massive 7,000% increase. 
That's how many more are coming in this year than came in the previous year. It's like all, you know, eight years combined are still less than this year. I mean, that's scary, Jim. And you're like you said, there's no way you can undo it. They're here. How do you find them? Most of them are Godaways. We have no idea who actually is here. You know, you, you don't even and even the ones that we do have the names, they don't even seem to check. They give them a court date and say, hey, come on back in eight years. Most of them never come back and they don't follow up. And I contend, just as you said, that this is one of the most derelict things. I think somebody who is his his job as the president is to defend our borders. This, to me, has been so tragically disastrous, so downright dangerous for this country that we're going to feel the effects, as you so eloquently said, for generations to come. Jim, thank you so much. Let's go to BJ. BJ, your thoughts. Well, Rita, thanks for bringing it up. Obama is a foreign policy loser. This is the guy that almost got us into a war with North Korea. This is the guy who we were an inch away from regime change in Iran, and he blew it. We were an inch away from regime change in Syria, and he blew it. And this is the guy that comes back and lectures us about everyone's to blame him and that kook bernie sanders it's people like him that make me want to leave uh, that, that uh, make me want to leave he, he's been praising the soviet union since he's been born this guy so we're supposed to take our policy cues from them they wanted us in this jcpoa where iran was going to get a weapon uh, and you think they won't use it and he's going to turn around and say oh everyone's to blame give me a break this guy is he's he's an embarrassment as a president. And, and you know, I, I really I tell you, this has had a boomerang effect on the Biden administration the, between the border, between not being able to go to a CVS and get a, a prescription between all these crazy protests and all of it. This is he's he's on the run now. They're 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 really quaking in their boots now because they're thinking that they're going to lose. Uh, uh, the election in 2024. Wait, I hope you, everyone BJ, goes out tomorrow. You know, by the votes. way, and by the way, two things. By, and I'm glad you reminded everybody about the election tomorrow, BJ, because we've been saying it all day long. Get out and vote wherever you are across the country. Get out and vote. Uh, New York, for example, polls open at six. Connecticut at 6 a.m. Also New Jersey. I know some places had early voting. If you didn't get out and early voted, Absolutely get out because a lot of these ones tomorrow, especially BJ, are ones that deal with crime. A lot of the city council seats, for example, New York has 51 city council seats that are up for grabs. These are the ones who really pass a lot of policies with defunding the police or, you know, extra police uh, or uh, let's get rid of police. Let's I mean, all these layers. There's a couple people that are like. Left. If you think Bernie Sanders is left, there's a couple that are that make Bernie Sanders look like uh, Ronald Reagan. You know, I absolutely. Mean, give me a break. There are some horrible folks that I just think don't have the values of protecting the city they and don't. don't have the values. And that goes and there's places all around the country. So everybody, get out and vote. Look for the law and order candidates, the ones that are going to keep you safe. But you hit it on the head because you're right. Here is President Obama. It was under his regime that they had the pallets of cash that came in the middle of the yep. night. Remember? And it was, and it wasn't even U.S. dollars because they knew it would be traced. So I think it was euros that came in. And remember in the middle of the night, all that oh, money yeah. and nothing changed. Appeasement doesn't work with these people, BJ. 
Fast and Furious, you remember that one? That's another foreign policy uh, humdinger that he did. He decided he was going to smuggle weapons with with uh, uh, tracers on them uh, and get them into the hands of the cartels because he's a liberal from, from Harvard, you know. He's real smart. He can outwit all those uh, narco-trafficantes that run the border and run Central and South America. He's, he's much smarter than they are. And he decided that he was going to do this, get those weapons smuggled so they can figure out this is where the criminals are going to wind up. And, and what did they do? They used them on our own people. These guys are way out of their depth. They are a party. Uh, Mark Levin says it best. The Democrat Party hates America. These guys are lost. It's not it's 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 not your father's Democrat Party. It's not the party of JFK. This is a hard left European quasi communist party that doesn't believe that in American exceptionalism. It believes that we are no better than any other any other country in the world and we don't deserve anything uh, other than uh, uh, the same treatment, equity, equity. It's all about equity, not not equality of opportunity, but equality of outcome. Just yeah. never forget that. And that's that is a sad place to be. Listen, America, I truly believe is the greatest country. I know you agree with me, BJ. And uh, if uh, American is weak in terms of leadership or vulnerable with open borders, uh, the rest of the world feels it too. Because American leadership is pivotal for world leadership. And there are people, I don't blame people, by the way, coming across the border to come to America. Uh, I don't want bad guys coming, but I don't blame people who want to come because it is the greatest country. And you want to have a president that appreciates that and wants to protect it. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about these protests all over the country and also some of the anti-Israel rhetoric and actions. I'll get a load of this one. It's not just colleges. A New York County public defender is getting to keep her job Uh, That is after she was caught tearing down posters of hostages, a public defender. This is somebody out there who's supposed to be representing the public and certainly somebody who is supposed to be of good standing. And this is an individual who's going down tearing pictures of hostages that are missing in the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, Apparently, she was caught then was approached by her bosses. Uh, she apologized. At least that's good. Uh, but only after she got caught. And now she is keeping her job. So it's academia. It's in the public defender's office. Is there any place where we're not seeing some of these just terrible examples of anti-Semitism? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert, line five in Brooklyn. Robert? Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call, Rita. Um, well, you know, in terms of occupation, I, I don't know, they're coming off to say that Israel is occupying, Obama said, but I know from my perception as an Orthodox Jewish person, I think that they're occupying the Holy Land, which is really its Jewish property, which is lost during the time of the Roman Empire, but it's 
So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I mean, the thing is, October 6th, there was a ceasefire. October 7th, all hell broke loose because you had about, according to the IDF, they estimate 3,000 terrorists penetrated Israel. Now, how that happened, I don't know, but 3,000 terrorists, they penetrated. You had over 1,400 people killed. Most of these people are civilians. And you had... um, over, you know, uh, 5,400 injured, and you had... Um, no, but, you know, Robert, uh, you hit it on the head. You're right. They were living peacefully. There was a ceasefire. In fact, there were a lot of olive branches that were made, and look what happened. They were slaughtered. I agree with you. There's not two sides. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the Well, boy, there were fireworks today in the case against President Trump. This is the civil trial that took place in a New York City courtroom, and things were really, really contentious. I mean, at one point, first of all, he took the stand, and that was an interesting moment in and of itself, because the only other time he has taken the stand, even just briefly, was dealing with the gag order in the case, but he took the stand in this case and he was called, of course, not by choice, uh, but also was called by the state along with his kids because Don Jr. testified, Eric testified on Wednesday, Ivanka is testifying and she will be the last witness for the state. Of course, reluctant witnesses because none of them wanted to testify for the state. Um, and so far, I don't know if I've seen anything that goes, wow, that really changes the dynamics of the case. But it certainly is getting under the family's skin because who would want suddenly all their kids to be put on the stand? And it comes after Tish James went after and campaigned that she was going to, quote, get Trump. And that seems to be her mission right now, that her whole focus is going after Trump. Everybody who has looked at the details of this case, this is these valuations of the property, and Trump has a lot of different properties. He's been in real estate, real estate tycoon for so many years. They all say there's a lot of margins. There's a lot of latitude, a lot of subjectivity as to what one person says it costs versus what another person says it costs. And after today... This is what Professor Alan Dershowitz had to say earlier when he was on Katz and Cosby with me and John Katzenmatidis. This is how he summed up the Trump civil fraud trial. Take a listen. Look, this is so obvious. This is a political trial. And and the attorney general of New York proved it by her own actions today. And she came out swinging before court even started. She was like, well, numbers don't lie. We're here to go after Trump, essentially. And then Trump takes the stand. And these moments on the stand were like unforgettable. 
Uh, you could see court observers because, remember, there's no cameras. They only do a little spray. You get the flavor of what's going on in the courtroom just very, very quickly. But all the court reporters were feverishly typing all the notes and all the different points regarding it. And they said that as soon as he gets on the stand, almost immediately, the judge gets there and says, uh, could you not do a political stump speech, basically? This is not a political rally, President Trump. Yes or no will do. And President Trump said, no, 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 I actually really want to explain it because here's my perspective. He's on the stand. I've talked to probably 15 different attorneys today, very well-accomplished attorneys, including Judge Richard Weinberg, who's on our great Cats and Cosby show. And they all said, when the client, when the, you know, the defense gets on the stand, they're called by the state, let them talk. First of all, it's rude to interrupt them. It's a judge trial. It's not, it's a bench trial is the terminology, but it's just before the judge. It's not before a jury. Let the guy speak. Maybe even he says something that hurts him, but let him speak. It's the opportunity for the person to get on the stand and make a statement, defend themselves, uh, explain themselves. And you're cutting them off and saying, no, 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 no. We only need a yes or no. I mean, it was so clear that this judge is just out to get President Trump. It is clear as day. And this is what one of President Trump's former attorneys had to say. He said, this is just like, this is a mockery. This is like Soviet-style courts, not American courts. We now are seeing that just the, the height of corruption of our justice system where we have a, a judge um, that is absolutely politically um, uh, determined to do everything he can to take down Donald Trump. And Donald Trump um, is very clearly not getting a fair trial in front of this judge. It's been clear all along he wasn't going to get a fair trial in front of this judge. Uh, and the, the best we can hope for is that hopefully there'll be an appellate court that uh, brings his rulings back in the line because, uh, quite honestly, all his rulings to date are, are absolutely uh, devoid of value uh, from being connected to the facts or the law. Uh, you know, and as we look at this this picture again of him, uh, kind of you know uh, grinning for the camera, um, it's one of the most unprofessional things I think I've ever seen in a courtroom in my life. Um, this judge doesn't belong in a, in a courtroom, and it's uh, he really uh, should be removed from the the bench immediately. So could it have to do that now? Suddenly, many of the Democrats are really, really concerned because clearly. President Trump is going up in the polls. There are new national polls which show him four points ahead of Biden. And in six of the key swing states, five of them, he is significantly ahead of President Biden. They can't believe it. They're like, wait a minute. After all these indictments, after all these cases, after everything else, he is still up in the polls. And in fact, he's going up, 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 up. Because people are going, wait a minute, you know what? Maybe a nasty tweet is better than a nasty terrorist that might come through our open southern border or that might come as a result of our coddling of Iran. So if you look at even some of the numbers in some of these swing states, this New York Times Siena poll has 70 percent of the people in the United States that are polled saying that Joe Biden's just too old. 54% of Democrats say he's too old compared to 19% of Trump voters. They see the tea leaves, and there are many people, even on the Democratic side, 
who are coming out and saying, you know what, maybe this is just not the time for President Biden to be in the race. I want to play cut 19 because this is David Axelrod. And, of course, he was the right-hand guy to President Obama, senior advisor to him for so many years. And he made this pretty strong admission over the weekend that's making a lot of headlines. Take a listen. So do you think he should drop out? I, I Wolf, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I think he's entitled to make that decision on, on his own. And I've said many times, I don't think uh, a primary challenge would be successful. It would only weaken him. So I've not encouraged that. Uh, but I think, you know, he, he has a record to be proud of. And I think history will be kind to Joe Biden based on what he's done. Based on what he's done. But then he further said, maybe now isn't the moment. So that's interesting. And now listen to this one. This is cut 15. This is Jonathan Carl, who is an ABC news correspondent. He was on Good Morning This America, Good Morning America today. And he just, it's in shivers down his spine, the thought that Trump could win. Chief Washington Correspondent John Carl. John, in addition to our poll, New York Times has a poll out this morning showing that Donald Trump is leading in five out of the six big battleground states. Now, presidents have come back in the past, Ronald Reagan, Barack Obama, but this is tough news for Joe Biden. Look, this is a wake-up call. This is frightening for not just the Biden White House, not just for Democrats, but for anybody who fears what a return to a Trump presidency would mean. He can win. The New York Times poll is not the first one to say this. He can win. It it is early. And the biggest challenge for Biden is it's not just that people have suddenly fallen in love with the idea of Trump going back to the White House. They haven't. It's that only 23 percent of the country in our poll thinks the country is on the right track. Even the Democratic journalists that say, oh, they're unbiased. This is, quote, frightening the country. Imagine another term of President Trump. I can imagine a closed border. That would be a nice imagination. I can imagine, you know, North Korea being concerned with us. I can imagine Iran maybe being a little afraid of us as opposed to these continual hits at our bases and continual efforts to unfreeze money to get it into their hands. A little tough talk might be nice. So some of these bad guys were kept in line. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line two. Uh, Norm, it is interesting that as Trump mm-hmm. is doing better in the polls, uh, it's like, let's see what else we can throw on him. You know, it's like, let's see what else Correct. might stick. We have one year now till the election, right? Give or take a day or two. We have uh, we have one year. Um, I, I'm looking. He's ahead of the polls. I mean, wasn't Trump ahead of the polls in 2020 before the uh, pandemic? Um, and the Democrats know that. So they're going to do they're going to put us through such a workout um, if Trump's ahead of the polls that it scares me. Um, I've also uh, I'm leaving this country if the Democrats win. I'm done. I'm done with the USA. If, if Biden if Biden prevails or another Democrat prevails, I'm out of here because this country is no longer my country. Um, wow. Well, you feel that strongly, Norm. Yeah, I feel that strongly. I'm going to make either I'll make Aliyah, I'll go to Israel, or I'll go to, you know, I'm a dual citizen, I'll go to Austria. One of those two. 
But uh, I just, you know, I, I, yes, I feel that strongly. This is, uh, I mean, I, I can't take this anymore. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, Norm, I don't recognize a lot of this country either, Norm. I mean, I see some of the values and some of the things that have changed in just a very short bit of time. Um, and it's disturbing, you know, to see also a lot of these protests that have happening. It's, it's all these things kind of happening at once. I mean, we saw all those protests during the Black Lives Matter. Um, and now we're seeing some of the same group, um, many of them out there. We're also seeing this open borders with the danger. We're seeing what's happening with Israel. We're seeing what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, there's just a lot of bad actors and a lot of vulnerability to America. And it saddens me and it just shows, you know, again, everybody, you got to get out and vote. Every time you have the ability to be able to express yourself and go to the voting booth, like many of you can tomorrow, uh, there are local elections really across this country, especially New York. Again, all 51 seats for the city council are up for grabs. It is so important to have your voice heard, speak out, and pick the ones that will defend your family, that will protect you, that will fight crime, that will protect our men and women in blue. Um, you can't just sit on the sidelines. It is too important because, as Norm is saying, uh, this country is going to heck in a handbasket, and you have to have people who appreciate this country and appreciate defending it and supporting those who defend it. Let's go to Alan, line five. Alan, uh, your thoughts about where things are headed. Oh, hi, Rita. Go ahead, Alan. I have to go. Alan, you got to get to the phone. We don't have five minutes. We don't have five minutes. Call us back when you got to figure it out. Let's go to Mike on line three. While Alan figures out his phone. Go ahead, Mike. I don't really, yeah, you're right. We, tomorrow, we've got to send them a message to let them know what's going to happen with the Democrats. But it's very important to send them a message tomorrow, even with uh, Israel and everything. But also, why don't they tell uh, Iran to dismantle their uh, their nukes, their, their nuclear factories, because they're, they're threatening the annihilation of Israel. So, you know, they're not doing nothing. They, they don't even want to give back the hostages. No. I mean, uh, this is this is not fair. They're not playing right. It, Obama's behind everything. Well, and you know what? They don't fear the United States, and that really saddens me, Mike. Because you know, for you know, there are people out there love him or hate Donald Trump. The world feared him, and bad actors feared him because they thought, okay, this guy really, you know, uh, is a big believer in defending America, putting America first, make America great again was his motto, but defending America, keeping our borders safe, protecting. And you know darn well, Mike, that if the situation were different, say it was President Trump and the situation was happening right now, he would look right in the camera and say, uh, Mullahs, if you touch one hair of an American, if you allow Hamas to do that, we will destroy every inch of your oil fields, every inch of it. You know, it'll be gone. You know, I mean, he wouldn't have allowed all these like sanctions to lapse. There were so many different things that would have happened. And that's what weakness begets, you know, danger. And that's what we're seeing. And, And these bad thugs in the world, they only understand strength. They understand clarity and strength. And we have wobbly, wimpy and gray. You know, that doesn't work with these people. And that saddens me, Mike. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about some of the new polls that are downright damning for President Joe Biden. As we mentioned, five of the six key swing states, he is down from President Trump and at a decent percentage. And some of these are ones that he won last time. Uh, These are obviously the ones that are often very, very key to win elections. You got to get them to win the election. And yet he is not doing well. Uh, Georgia, for example, Trump up six. Pennsylvania, Trump up four. Uh, Also, Michigan up five. Nevada up 11. And Arizona up five. And this is not some conservative think tank who did these polls. This is the New York Times and Siena College. So the Biden pollsters see this. The Biden White House sees this. And the Biden White House has got to be panicking today because this does not look good. And it continues because President Trump said he's not going anywhere. He was fighting with the judge today. The judge wouldn't let him get a word in. And he said, "Uh, can I speak? And then his attorney said, can he speak? Then they, the judge looked at the attorneys and said, can't you rein in your client? Can't you rein in the former president? And the attorney said, wait a minute. This is the former president of the United States. This is the leading candidate on the GOP side. These are Democratic judges. This is a Democratic this. He should be able to speak. I mean, I really felt, I felt like I, it was like a Soviet Union trial. Like a Soviet-style trial. Not, you know, not uh, America 2023, guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Robert, line two in Philly. Go ahead, Robert. Hi, Rita. It's great to talk to you. Um, life for a family to get necessities is 86 Hundred dollars a year more than it was two years ago. We've allowed nine million illegal aliens to flood in. The world is on fire. We have the most corrupt president in history who is engaged in political persecution. The world is screaming for Donald Trump, whether the idiots on the left want to hear it or not. Yeah, I and will we hear you, Robert? I think the world would like a secure border and a strong America again. Because that means a strong world. The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes special edition for Veterans Day. And this special story is coming from Abilene, Texas, where veterans gathered at the Abilene Bow Hunters Association for the Vet Center's third annual archery match. The veteran archery group happens to meet once a month and is one of several groups offered at the Vet Center to learn self-care, coping skills, improve mental, physical, 
and emotional health and also reduce stress and also enjoy activities in nature. It is a way to deal with post-traumatic stress with so many of our military cope with. Well, veterans, they said, uh, this is the director of the center, said veterans already come in with marksmanship abilities. And so archery really pairs well with that because they end up doing something that is native to their own experiences. But archery is very different than using firearms. It's very quiet. It's calming. And it is also therapeutic. Well, one of the folks who was involved in this, a veteran by the name of Manny Rio, says that he enjoys the challenge of the sport. He said uh, he recently retired as a Marine and archery has now helped save his life. He said, this has been huge for me. It's given me a different platform to help settle all the noise in my head, which calms me. When I go home, I'm a different person. I am not so angry, and I'm thankful to have this bond with all my brothers also doing this sport together. Very, very powerful statement and a wonderful way that veterans also at the Archery Center help these other veterans heal the emotional wounds of war. And what a great, great tribute. And again, this is in dedication from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All it takes is $11 a month. So just donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Well, we are talking about President Trump, and boy, was it fiery today, as the former president of the United States, a historic moment, had to defend his wealth and his businesses as he took the stand in a civil fraud trial. Now, keep in mind, there is no victim here. Nobody came forward and said that they were victimized by President Trump in this case in terms of the different valuations of his property. It's also extremely subjective. And there are people who are reporting today that there's never been a trial in New York State where there wasn't an aggrieved party in a case like this involving real estate and involving something like this. And then you have the president of the United States. Wouldn't you think the bar would have to be incredibly high if you're going after the former commander in chief and yet you're suddenly laying out some new precedent where you haven't gone after anybody else in New York state where there wasn't an aggrieved party uh, on something again, that is so subjective. Many people in the real estate sphere have said, what are you kidding me? You know, it's, it, somebody will say, well, that property is worth that. Somebody else will say, well, that property is worth that. The claim was that Mar-a-Lago, which is his property there in West Palm Beach, is worth $18 million. If it's worth $18 million, all of us need to go in and buy that property tomorrow. And then we'll flip it and we'll make, I'm sure, a couple hundred million dollars. I mean, this, that's insane. It's an enormous, sprawling property. There are other properties that are right near it that are much, much smaller, nowhere near as beautiful, and they're going for like 30, 40, 50 million. But for some reason, this one's only worth, according to the judge, $18 million. So this is just crazy. And it really just goes to show that this is all about targeting Trump. We were talking about Professor Dershowitz, who was on with me and John Katsimatidis earlier today. And his book is Get Trump. And that's what this seems to be, just a mission to get Trump any which way they can. 
And today we also heard, by the way, in the last few hours from Governor Kathy Hochul, because she also took a swipe at President Trump. This is what she had to say. She hasn't said too much about him. And she chimed in tonight. Take a listen. Today, just a few blocks from where we are, we're hoping that the truth comes out about a fraudster, an imposter, someone who allegedly lied about all his business holdings over an entire lifetime. Former President Donald Trump is testifying in an unprecedented civil trial brought by our own Attorney General Tish James. So far from telling the truth, as he's required to do, he's throwing temper tantrums from the witness stand and verbally attacking judges and courtroom staff. His conduct has been a disgrace, and I have full confidence that Donald Trump will be held accountable for his actions. And a lot of other people do, too, because it seems the fix was in in this case. The judge already rendered the verdict. This was more the penalty phase. Remember, he made the decision already from the bench. And now he's the same guy with a Democratic history who clearly doesn't even like Trump. He wouldn't even let him speak on the stand today. Every time he tried to make a point, he would say, well, you know what? We don't need a long soliloquy. Just yes or no, Mr. President. I mean, or I think it was Mr. Trump. I don't even know if he called him Mr. President. I mean, it just it was so clearly focused to get Trump. And here is Tish James, the attorney general, because she spoke also after testimony today. Today we heard from uh, Donald Trump in our case against him, other defendants and the Trump organization. He rambled. He hurled insults. um, But we expected that. At the end of the day, um, the documentary evidence demonstrated that, in fact, he falsely inflated his assets to basically enrich himself and his family. He continued to persistently engage in fraud. Um, The numbers don't lie. And Mr. Trump obviously can engage in all of these distractions. And that is exactly what he did, what he committed on the stand today, engaging, engaging in distractions and engaging in name-calling. But I will not be bullied. I will not be harassed. This case will go on. We look forward to hearing the testimony of Ivanka Trump on Wednesday, and then we plan on closing our case. Um, And then there'll be some motions on Thursday, um, and then uh, the defense will present their case in chief. Um, Justice will prevail. And it's important that all of you understand Um, that we have already been victorious in our motion for summary judgment. Um, And now we look forward to disgorgement and to the remaining counts in our action against Donald Trump and his repeated and consistent fraud against the citizens of the great state of New York. And there are reports tonight that President Trump is needless to say furious that his kids have been hauled into this and forced to go on the stand. We heard from Eric and also Don Jr. essentially saying that they were not really party to a lot of this valuation, that they just went with uh, what they were given. Uh, President Trump today, and they also said this, that they always couched it whenever they submitted an amount that the bank should also just check these, that these are just valuations that they had but that they should also check. Um, And that there's always this disclaimer in there. You would think that that would cover them. Um, And again, as we just talked out, if there's anybody who thinks that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, 
for some reason, this court does. Uh, wow, that is that is a bargain. It's a lot of money. But if you saw Mar-a-Lago, maybe $1 billion in it. What are the buildings in there is worth uh, $18 million. The whole property, you at least got to add, well, I'd say at least a zero. I mean, they have got to be kidding me. It's this enormous, sprawling property. But they seem intent to get President Trump. And here is Jonathan Turley, legal expert. You see him all the time on Fox News. And this is what he says. He says there is only one clear objective here, and it is to put Donald Trump out of business. Take a listen to what he had to say. You don't run for office on a trophy defendant. You don't you don't run for office promising a thrill kill. And that's what was happening here. And she has really fulfilled the worst expectations for some of us. This is not the only case that is really tinged by politics. But it's really it's, it's you know, a lot of people wouldn't object. If there was, if the attorney general was seeking some fine because uh, there were inflated numbers, you know, inflated numbers uh, in the real estate business in New York are a, a, a ubiquitous problem. And if you want to find them, fine. But she's she's going for total annihilation. Yeah. She is asking to take this iconic figure and effectively ban him from business in New York. And the question is why. And the answer is because that's what she promised to do, to, to seek his utter destruction if she can. And she is clearly going for it. And this judge certainly seems to be helping that mission. Now, earlier today on Cats and Cosby, 5 to 6 on WABC Radio, we talked with Bill O'Reilly. And listen to what he threw in because he says... Wow, that things are going to get really, really ugly. He thinks even uglier for President Trump, because guess what? He is now beating Biden in many of the polls. Listen to his assessment. It's devastating news to the Democratic Party, because remember, all the down tickets, Rita, will suffer if Biden loses this time next year. Remember, the the election coming up fast, the primaries start in January, two months from now. So the polls basically said that Trump's pulling ahead in the uh, in five out of six swing states. And uh, if he were to win those states and win the ones that he uh, won last time, he'd win the election. So what's going to happen now is the Democratic Party's got a two pronged strategy. Number one, you're going to see Biden between now and Christmas do very friendly interviews. Okay, so they won't put him on anyone who's going to challenge him and he'll tell you uh, how great the economy is and how great he's doing in Israel and Ukraine. And so he'll do some media, friendly media. And the second one is prepare for a new round of Trump scandals. The documents and the dubious real estate isn't going to cut it anymore. Um, and, And so they're going to have to get personal, Rita, in this. And they'll trot out some people. You wait and see. That's a classic. Because I said to Bill, I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But he said, wait till you see what's coming next. In other words, he thinks that they're going to come up with something else to try to, quote, get Trump. Because all these other things, what is it, 91 counts he has right now? (laughs) That's not enough. What, they need to make it a 910? 
I mean, this is incredible. It is really, really incredible. So he is saying that at this point, it is going to be something much bigger. It is going to be something personal directly to President Trump. And it is going to be something that they think is going to try to really get under President Trump's skin. Uh, as if what they've done so far is just child's play. What else could be in their pocket? What else could they be coming up with? Is there somebody else uh, that they're thinking that they're going to pull out that knows Trump or has some accusation or is going to create some accusation? Uh, because what, these opening salvos? I mean, it's amazing because he's still going up in the polls and the Democrats can't believe it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe. Uh, Joe, uh, what do you think is in store? What do you think's ahead? I think it's absolutely sickening. It's straight out of Nazi Germany. It's straight out of the purges of Russia. It's an absolute disgrace, Rita, my love. And the bottom line is this. The teacher James is a politicaler. Putana. Did you hear what she said about uh, when she was campaigning? It's too male, too pale, and too stale. That is male, meaning she's chauvinistic and sexist against men. Pale, she's against white people, reverse discrimination. And stale, she's against people older than her. She's a disgrace. And by the way, this judge's clerk was banging, is banging, um, Schumer's Chuck Schumer, the family man. And that was brought up, and then they put a gag on Trump. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Joe, Joe, you got a lot of rumors there in there. But but there, I, I saw some of the rumors there, too. What I will say to you is clearly it's gotten so personal between, you know, Letitia James and President Trump. Uh, this judge doesn't even seem to want to give an inch. I mean, he doesn't even want him to, like, testify. He won't even, like, allow him to even speak. And Trump said, wait, 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 I got this disclaimer here. I have, you know, we we also said, hey, do your own due diligence. It's subjective, you know, do your own due diligence. He feels that that gives him an automatic out um, and that that allows him to have a little bit of leeway. Uh, and they this judge won't even allow him to have that. I mean, it does seem like the fix is in. Uh, for whatever reason, the fix sure does seem to be in. But it's not working, Joe. It's backfiring. And I think they just cannot believe it that he is still standing. And I do. I agree with with Bill that something else is up their sleeve because what they're doing now ain't working. And what President Biden's doing uh, to uh, protect America, and I'm being facetious because I think a lot of things are anti-America, the open borders and Ukraine and everything else, uh, that ain't working either. You know, I mean, it, it is a disaster. And they're going, uh-oh, what can we do now? We'll take your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. So where is the race going? Some of the new polls are showing President Trump beating Joe Biden and Democratic strategist David Axelrod, who led those efforts to get Obama elected, 
suggesting over the weekend, and everyone's talking about this, Biden dropping out of 2024 after these polls, that maybe it's time for Joe Biden to kind of go off into the sunset. But it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. So maybe there's another trick up the Democrats' sleeve to try to take down Trump. And everybody, this is why elections have consequences and votings have consequences. It is so important to get out and vote. Tomorrow is Election Day, and there are a lot of different local elections or state elections. Um, I know that in, like, Kentucky, they're voting for the governor. In Mississippi, also a governor's race there as well, a gubernatorial race there. New York has the 51 city council seats. Uh, there's a lot of key elections Go when you go into the voting booth, if you haven't voted already, and I'm sure if you already have, you voted for those who respect our men and women in blue and appreciate law and order. That's what you got to do when you go into the voting booth. Who is going to keep you and your family safe and your neighborhood safe? We are really going downhill. Crime is skyrocketing. We have this revolving door for these repeat offenders. We have to have DAs. We have to have city council members and others all the way up to governor and elsewhere who care about protecting our communities and put that first and foremost. So do your homework, take a look and see who is the best person that will defend your rights and defend your family and try to clean up the streets, whether it's in New York or whether it's in Pennsylvania or Louisville, Seattle, wherever it is around the country. Look at those values that align with yours. Do your homework before you get into the voting booth and say, that's who it matters. It shouldn't be depend whether it's a Republican, Democrat, it who has the values to protect police and protect your family and clean up our streets and get the economy going again because things are a mess. 1-800-848-92 there. Let's go to Jerry in Edison. Go ahead, Jerry. Hi, Rita. I think that Trump has a very severe problem when it comes to being removed from the state election uh, ballots. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people may not realize this. Of course, we kind of all know, I think we see it's just a judge, not a jury. A single judge in almost all these states will decide. And we see how bad that is in New York with the Fanny, I mean, with the case with Letitia James. Uh, but here's a more thing that a lot of people may not know. It's a civil standard. It's not even that they have to prove that Trump gave like comfort to the rebellion uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. It's only 51, 49 percent more likely than not that he did. That's a lot lower standard. And it's a single judge. And then the last thing is this is the real bad one. If there's a conviction down in Georgia of anything of Trump, just one count of anything down there in that case to do with the January 6th. It will be proven beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury when they will reintroduce that evidence of that conviction to these states. And well, listen, we'll see where this goes, Jerry. By the way, I don't. Speaking of ballots, uh, there was some ballot allegations of stuffing in Connecticut. We're going to cover that tomorrow night too. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 